there's something different when my wife is not with me and can, I can have conversations about things that not, I'm not that I'm trying to keep from her, but problems that don't belong to her. Like where do men go and where do women go that are also leaders to have those conversations because the air is really thin for leadership. Like where do people that are at the top of their totem pole, where do they go to talk about their problems? And here's the deal, men and women, most of us feel like we're on our own totem pole at the top of it. And guess what? You are because you are the CEO of your life. But there's a scripture that I want to share that really spoke to me last year and it still speaks to me this year. But last year so much because 2020 wasn't what anybody wanted it to be in any era of their life. I mean, yes, maybe some of us financially may have taken advantage of of last year, but your life doesn't look exactly like what you want your life to look like. And that's a guarantee. The scripture do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so I talk about church to talk about King's Council. We are the extension of the church. All right, all right, everybody. What's happening here? Welcome to the first edition, the flagship edition of the King's Council Podcast, a show all about leveling up your business, your faith, and most importantly, your life. I'm your host, Riley Meek, and joining me today is none other than one of my best personal friends, my business partner, Super Bowl champion, father of five, soon to be six, loving husband, and warrior for God, Mr. Steve Weatherford. Come on, man. Come on, man, dude. I'm so glad that we're finally getting this podcast uh, recorded and out here. And you said like the flagship episode. And I want everybody, you know, when we call it the flagship episode, like this is the genesis. Our yeah. mission statement isn't going to change. Our purpose isn't going to change. Our intention isn't going to change. We'll do 300 episodes after this one and that won't change. So that's what the, the intention is. Um, for this episode is for you to understand what the mission statement is, what the core principles are, like what are what what did Riley and I and and and, and Scott and, and the other brothers that have banded together in this purpose, like what is that purpose? And with this episode, this is what we're praying and believing that we're going to solve for you is for you to understand what this is. And here's the deal: this is not for everybody, Riley. You know what I mean? Like there's. I mean, I'm not saying this lifestyle is not for everybody. It just doesn't sit well with everybody. Like you can come to an event and get your bell rung at, at one of the events that we'll talk about. And that's awesome. But this is the King's Council is a lifestyle. You know, it's where information meets maturation. And that's when transformation happens. And when we say maturation, that's not like learning something on a podcast and then being like, oh, man, dude, that was a really cool call. And then going home and, and, not, and not doing anything about it, not disciplining yourself, not training yourself in what you just learned. Because if you don't do that, if you don't mature in that information, you're never going to reach that next level of transformation. And that's what this thing is about. So no, this is not about physical. No, this is not about mental. No, this is not about spiritual. No, this is not about emotional. And no, this is not about financial. It's about all of them. That's what manhood is. And it's not just for men. And it's not just for women. Like being a king is more than just providing for your man or your family. It's more about, it's more than just providing, presiding and, and, and moving about your life. We were built for more Riley than just living, paying the bills and dying men. I'm speaking specifically to men. When I say this, we were built for more. 
I'll just pause there, Riley, because I know we want to pray before we get this thing rolling. <laughs> Bring in the fire already, man. This is why I love you, dude. And this Come is on. really just, you mentioned the, the genesis of, of you know, the first episode here of the King's Council podcast. And we're going to get more into what the King's Council actually is and the meaning behind the name and everything like that. But before we dive into that, man, let, let's let's throw it up. Let's, yeah, uh, man, let's do that. Let's All right, guys, if you're, if you're in your cars right now, don't bow your heads, but just be present with me. If you're in a gym right now, turn the volume up and just be still. Let Holy Spirit fill the place that you're in right now. Holy Spirit, we just ask you, give you permission to be in a place that you already own, that you already rule and you already reign. And we're asking you to be with us in this episode. Be with Riley, be with me, speak through us, that this episode not be about us and, and the, the triumphs we had or even the failures that we had, but it, that it will be about your glory and your grace and how you are transforming me in this moment that I'm speaking right now and how you've transformed me in the past. So thank you for allowing me to be in my process to serve these men and these women in the King's Council and to be a partner, a life partner for Riley that can run the race, that can bring the, the, the best out of him as a father, the best out of him as an entrepreneur, the best out of him as a leader, and vice versa for me. Thank you for creating an alignment and a partnership with Riley that is doing kingdom work. No longer will we be exchanging our lives for Super Bowls and for trophies and for money. It's about kingdom currency and all the desires of our heart we know will be given unto us. And we are believing and declaring in the same breath that the same thing will happen for the men and the women that are hearing the, the sound of our voice right now. So we thank you and we honor you. We declare victory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen, brother. Yes. So I, I, I think the best way for us to start this thing out is really just you know, a lot of people know who you are, especially if they've been following you on, on social media, things like that. But for those that haven't, I think the best way for us to start this baby out is just to give a little background, a little a little history of, you know, what you've gone through, your accomplishments, you know, your quote unquote successes from the, from the worldview to just that the, you mentioned that the, the the transformation, the the maturation, and and where we've come to come to right now. You know, it is it is February what twelfth today, twenty twenty one, and what's happened really over the last six months or so since since our relationship really started to birth and and form. But what led up to that point? I'll go into my story a little bit, but I think we dive into your story first, your brother, and give them an understanding of of how God has transformed you in the man that you are today. Yeah. So, so what I'm hearing you say is like, Steve, we know like the Wikipedia version of right. you, but maybe, maybe Steve, why don't you share a couple of things that we don't know? Okay. The Wikipedia version, if you don't know, um, I'm from Terre Haute, Indiana. Got two parents that were great parents. I grew up in a Christian household. I got saved when I was 11 years old, but really just quickly got away from that. Went and played football at the University of Illinois on scholarship. I was a um, football All-American and a track All-American in the decathlon, played in the NFL for 10 years and retired. And, and the place I really want to like start the story and maybe to share with people things that they can't read on Wikipedia or ESPN.com is, is like my Super Bowl story because I know every person listening to this, Riley, can like imagine themselves back when they were a little kid and they were in the backyard. And, and almost every little boy listening to this, imagine themselves like catching a touchdown in in the Super Bowl, you know, and I always imagined that as well. Like, and granted, I didn't catch a football for a touchdown in the Super Bowl, but I played in the Super Bowl. And not only did I play in the Super Bowl, I set a Super Bowl record. And so I say that not to boast, but to set the stage for, you know, a really long drive to get to a point of where you think 
you're going to feel valuable or to get to a point where you, you feel like I've made it. And I've gotten to several of those moments in my life and, and the number one where it hit me the, the most and really it was a transformative moment was when we won the Super Bowl. And here's the deal, Riley. We won the Super Bowl, not against the, you know, just a Joe blow off the block. We beat Tom Brady, man. You were just out here at my house for the Super Bowl party, and we watched Tom Brady playing for a different team, going back to the Super Bowl and winning it again for the seventh time. And so when when I was on the New York Giants, we beat them. That's Tom Brady, right? And we beat them 47 miles from my hometown. My mom was there. My dad was there. My grandma was there. Everybody that I loved was there, and I played unbelievable. And it was also a contract year for me, meaning like if you play really well, more than likely you're going to get a contract extension or some team's going to pay you a great deal of money. And I knew that. And so like everything was perfect. Like everything that I had ever worked for, I was going to get the contract extension. I won a Super Bowl. I was married. I had two kids. My wife was pregnant with our third. Like life was perfect. And, and I remember holding the trophy and confetti's coming down, dude. And everybody that I love is around me. All my teammates are around me. All the fans are around us. And, and every dude, I'm a punter. And I had an interview with Al Roker after the game. Al Roker only talks to the studs, but he talked to me. So you just think about how high I'm flying, right? And so then we go to the after party and we do our thing. And it's amazing. My mom and dad are there. Everybody's there. And everybody's, Steve, you're so amazing. You're so great. I can't believe this happened. This is like a dream. I can't believe it. Somebody pinched me. Wake me up. Everybody's saying this, right? And then as soon as the party was over and I went back to my room and I wasn't allowed to bring my wife, even though I was married, like there were no females on the NFL floors just because they want to protect the integrity and make sure that nobody does anything they shouldn't, right? So I finally get back to my room by myself. It's about two o'clock in the morning. I'll never forget it, Riley. I stepped up to this big window. It was from floor to ceiling window in Indianapolis in Circle City. That was Circle Center. That was the area. And I looked down and there's just mobs and oceans of people. It's two o'clock in the morning and you can't even see the street because there's so many people in all these different NFL jerseys. And I'll never forget it, man. I remember looking down and like seeing everybody high five and having fun and taking shots and and all so much commotion and energy and action and joy right and i'm looking at these people and they're not even wearing the jerseys of the teams that played and they obviously didn't play in the game why do they have more joy than me and i'll never forget like taking a deep breath in and before i could let that breath come out of my lungs riley i thought to myself like this is it like this is it like i expected like something to change i expected to like like feel like somebody, like something, you know, and for, for the longest time. And I know a lot of men can connect with this and women as well in a different type of way, perhaps. But my entire life, I was trying to get those words of affirmation from my dad. I was trying to get my dad to say, I'm proud of you, boy. Like through every phase of my life, I, like now I, I realize it now, but looking back on it, I wasn't able to enjoy any of those successes of and, you know, all the stuff I breezed through really quickly, like four sport, all state in high school. Granted, it was Indiana. So it was four sports wasn't that hard, but <laughs> I digress. Then you go to college two sport, all American. And I remember with every one of those successes or achievements, I remember like looking back at my dad, either figuratively or literally being like, dad, I became, you know, I, I got into the NFL and then you still don't get him like, OK, maybe if I play for four years, because if I get to four years in the NFL, then my dad will say, well, that's longer than the league average. Steve, great job, man. We well, didn't do it there. So then when I get to that one, then I'm like, oh, what if I win a Super Bowl? 
In my seventh year, I won a Super Bowl. And not only did I win it, man, I freaking crushed it. And I crushed it in the state that my dad was born in and that he lived in. There was never a greater stage, more closer to home for more people that he knows to tell him like, oh my gosh, your son was amazing. Like Monday at work. I guarantee you, my dad couldn't wait to go into the office, right. like not even wearing his jersey because people knew. But still, but still, my dad never said, man, I'm proud of you. But I didn't even realize that at 30 years old that, that, that I needed that. And so my point to mentioning that to the listeners right now is that was the moment when everything changed for me. And I realized that there was nothing inside of professional football that was going to fulfill me. There was no Pro Bowls. There was no contract extensions. There was no Super Bowls, no Super Bowl records. And so I knew in that moment my days in the NFL were limited because I knew in that moment there was nothing that was going to fill that hole inside of me. So I played for two and a half more seasons, and then I got into um, TV because I thought, well, like maybe, maybe, maybe God's calling for me is – Maybe I'm supposed to influence people on TV. So I got a TV job. I got a TV show on Spike TV, ESPN Radio, primetime, New York City, millions of listeners. But I was unsatisfied, Riley, because I was doing something that I had just retired from, meaning like I was playing in the game. And now I accepted a game where I'm going to talk about what the people are doing in the game. And they didn't give me any flexibility to really talk about what I really wanted to talk about. And the things that I really wanted to talk about, I felt like mattered. And what are those things? Addiction, man. I was so dark, like so deep inside of an addiction to pills because of my football career. I got an injury. And so I the, the team gives you the pills because they're like, well, you need the pills because you're in pain and they want you to get over the pain so you can play so they can save money. And so that's how that addiction started. And then, you know, not to talk about how I was sexually abused in seventh grade. And that just kind of screwed a lot of things up inside of my mind. So I don't know who's listening to this podcast right now, but I know you need to hear right now, dude, if you're struggling with addiction, if you're struggling with pills, if you're struggling with porn, if you're struggling with alcohol, you're in the right spot, man, because I'm not here to tell you to stop doing those things. I'm here to tell you, I want to help you stop doing those things. There's a million books out there that will tell you that like, hey, don't watch porn. But how many people will actually tell you their personal story, their breakthrough, their freedom story on how they were able to not only break free from that, but also heal their marriage? Because there's a whole lot of damage that's done to your marriage when you have an addiction like that. And so that's really what I want this podcast to be about when we talk about, you know, fitness, we talk about TV, we talk about muscles, we talk about money. Like the King's Council is built for men to be able to come together in a space and say, my whole life is not right like the space that that's safe. And that's one of the, the reasons that I believe you and I, Riley, are here together right now is because you didn't have a space like this that, that we could come together and we could talk about things that we're really struggling with. And what happens when, when we isolate, kind of like what's happening with the whole coronavirus right now, is not only are, are men just like predisposed to like go through their problems on their own because if they talk about them, they're weak, but now we actually have governments that are telling us that we can't get together. So I'm going to pause right there and kind of get back to the story. Yeah, dude, that's epic. So you win a Super Bowl, you're at the mountaintop, right? And, and there's still just that feeling of, of kind of unfulfillment, which, you know, that, that was a feeling that I had multiple times in my life. And it was just like looking for the what's, the what's next, what's next, what's next. So you go from the Super Bowl, all right, to TV, to then fitness, right? You became literally the fittest man in the NFL. Yeah, that, that was definitely chasing my daddy's approval too. And I did that while I was in the NFL. And I kind of talked about these different goals that I had 
when I was in the NFL. Like, first, I just wanted to make the team. I was pinching my freaking butt cheeks to make the team. I want everybody to hear me when I say this. Like, I made the team, but I got cut five different times during my NFL career. So it's really cool to look back on your Wikipedia page and be like, oh, this guy played for 10 years, won a Super Bowl and all these other things, chasing his daddy's approval. But, yeah, I got cut five times during all of that mess as well. And and I was just like every other man and woman listening to this. I had trauma when I was a kid, and I tried to fix it with winning. I tried to fix it with clout. I tried to fix it with money. I tried to fix it with, with muscles because – one of the other things that was a fascination for me was like developing my own body. And so I became not like one of the fittest guys in the NFL. The muscle and fitness actually created an award called the fittest man in the NFL because of me, because I was such a freak in the NFL. And they gave it to me two years and they're still doing that award now just because they noticed somebody taking it next level. But I want everybody to hear this is like when I was taking it next level, it wasn't because I was like so obsessed with excellence. It was because I was so broken, beaten and defeated inside that I was trying to achieve something outside of myself to get acknowledgement, extrinsic acknowledgement, so I could fix intrinsically what was wrong with me. And so through going going through this process and looking back on, on my life right now, like Riley, you could spend your life making a whole lot more money because, dude, Riley's 36 years old 30, right now. 35, and- bro. 35 years old right now and has already generated well over 120 million. So that's his power lane. That's like easy for him to do. And then for me, like it was easy for me to do that life, but it wasn't fulfilling to me. And the same thing for Riley. And that's why him and I aligned. So I'll pull back this story to to finish up kind of like my story. And we can explain more what King's Council is, because I know a lot of listeners, that's why we're listening to this flagship episode. So Of that three years, really kind of like in the wilderness of TV, I call it the wilderness. I was still making a ton of money and doing well from the outside looking in, really crushing it. And then somebody came back into my life that just flipped, turned everything upside down. His name is Keith Kraft. He's actually the man that walked me through giving my life to Jesus Christ when I was 11 years old. and, And I lost track of him because he was doing like a traveling power. He was on the power team. And they would go from city to city. And so I got saved when he came to my city and never saw him again. And then 25 years later, I was at an event when he came back into my life. And we've all heard that African proverb, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Well, I knew that that was my moment because I knew that that was him. And so I mentored under him for a year. And then I went on this trip to Poland with, I don't know if any of you, the listeners have heard of Wim Hof, but if you don't look him up after the show, he's crazy. I went and lived with him at his house for five days with 12 other influencers, you know, TV guys, Lewis Howes, Aubrey Marcus, Jesse Itzler, Mike Posner. And we all lived in this house together. And and I really feel like God spoke to me when I was at that house, Riley. I feel like God said, you are the person that doesn't need to have all the answers, but you are the person that is supposed to bring men together so they can solve their problems together. And, and I literally, I left from that trip and I, I went home and I started planning men's events. And we did our first men's event in Utah. We had 25 men come in and we rented this house. We did Wim Hof breathing. We did hiking. You know, we shared about life. It was amazing. And then literally the day that event ended, the Corona went into like straight lockdown. And so I'm praying to God. I'm like, God, what do I do now? You said I'm supposed to get men together. I was obedient to that. This was amazing. It was the most amazing three days I've ever had. And now this happens. And he said, get men together. I didn't know what to do, Riley. And so I started a devotional where 
I essentially shared what my son and I do every single day. We call it Man Academy, where we wake up and we have 100, 100 intentional minutes towards civilizing our mind, making savage our body, and awakening our spirit. We do a devotional and we do some fitness and mobility things together, but we're very consistent with it. And so I really just felt like the Spirit of the Lord told me to share what I'm doing because it was really healing my son and I's relationship, and it was building his confidence, and my wife was was really encouraging and, and loving that part of our family component. And so we did this for, for months and months, and that ended up turning into me doing actual group coaching for men where they're actually paying money and getting massive results for doing it. And we did that for three months and the guys got incredible results. Guys were losing weight. Guys were breaking free from porn. Guys were reinstalling their, their freaking masculinity inside of their house. They were fixing their marriages. It was so inspiring, but I knew, I, I noticed that there was a component Riley that, that I wasn't able to give these men. I knew that I had an anointing to, to generate money for myself but I wanted to be able to empower these men to be able to start businesses and launch businesses and create alignments and businesses that way. And I was just ill-equipped to do that. And, and that's when you and I ended up, we had been doing one-on-one -on -one coaching for at least seven months. And I'll let you kind of get into that story a little bit later, but him, Riley and I were doing one-on-one -on -one coaching for seven months. And I was really just speaking into the spiritual walk that Riley was on. And I was hoping when he first came to me that he didn't want me to do business coaching for him because I looked at his resume when he, he sent in his desire to work with me at a one-on-one -on -one capacity. And when he told me that the area that he was looking for, for growth in, I felt a whole lot more empowered than I did in business. And I say those things to say this is I had a phone call with Riley. I said, Riley, I have just had the most unbelievable, I was sharing some God stories with him. I've just had the most unbelievable 12 weeks mentoring and guiding these, these men through. And, and I just have a bigger vision to impact them and, and the people that they impact on a greater level, but they need money in order to be able to do it. Would you be interested in possibly aligning with me and bringing that genius and that, that gift that you have for creating, launching, and scaling businesses, do you believe that you would have the skill set to be able to do that virtually? And I guess at that point, right, I'll kind of like cue you sure, in to, to take the rest of the story. But guys, I know that was really long-winded, but like we said, this is the flagship. And this is a very important component for you guys to understand the why behind King's Counts. It's, it's great for us to get on here and explain to you exactly what it is that we do and what it will do for you. And we will do that in this episode, but it was really important for me and my heart and my vision for this, for you to understand the why, not just the what of this episode. So Riley, you could take it from there. Yeah, absolutely, bro. That was, that's fantastic. And to, just to piggyback off of, you know, what you had mentioned, I was in a position in, in my life, you know, so I'm, I'm 35 now, it would have been 34 at, at the time, I guess, when we, when I first had, had reached out to you. Because Steve and I have only had a personal relationship now for what, like a year, year, about a year, right? A year and a half, right. maybe when I, we first started messaging back and forth. And to give a little backstory of myself, I've been very, very blessed, you know, financially and in business. We've taken eight companies now. Every single one of them has hit seven. A couple of them we took to eight figures within the very first year of every single one. And as Steve mentioned, over 120 million, 125 million in, in, in sales and dollar amount, we're saying in sales here over the last nine and a half years. So very blessed financially from the outside looking in, it, everything looked great, right? You'd mentioned that from the outside on paper, it's like, man, 
you got this thing dialed in. But I, I noticed when I look back on my life, you know, a year and a half ago when I was looking back on my life, I knew that every time that I actually wanted to level up in my life, I had to put myself in a position. I had to be intentional about surrounding myself with like mindseted people. And and one of the things that that attracted me, I this would have been like about a year and a half ago or so. I was sitting on the couch with my wife, Ashley, and I was watching Instagram story of Steve. And if anybody follows Steve, you know, he's, I mean, he's busy on social media. And I was just watching how he interacted with his kids, with Ace, you know, Carney and, and the rest of the girls and his wife, Laura. And, and just, I was like, man, this guy seems cool. But then I had that thought in my head of like, is this just Instagram? Like, is this real? Or is this just a story? Like everybody creates this wonderful, beautiful looking story online. And, and I thought, well, what the heck? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to DM him. So I literally looked over to my, my wife and I said, I'm going to be best buds with this guy someday. <laughs> <laughs> Declare never it, met man. him. Declare it. Yeah, never met him. But I think the most powerful thing uh, for me and any man is my wife stood in agreement with me. She literally said, and she verbalized it. She said, I do not doubt that you will, Riley. And it was just kind of, and then she just like a chuckle. And we went on with our day. But I, I DM'd Steve and I knew I had to put myself in a position because I saw the fruit in his life. And I wanted it, right? Like we we talk about the the five pillars that we'll get into here about our mental, our emotional, our physical, our spiritual, and, and financial. And a lot of those I was doing great in, right? So I thought, but there were some certain components that I was really missing out on. And one of the most powerful times in my life was back when I was you know, 19, 20 years of age. And I was in, involved with this group called InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. And it was like just amazing time, one of the most amazing times in my life, but by just surrounding myself with just bros, like just like right. mindset of dudes that were just on fire for Christ. And I had given my life, you know, originally my life to Christ at the age of 17. I was, I was baptized at the age of 11. I didn't really know what that meant. I was just kind of like grew up in South Dakota and it's like, everybody's a Christian. You just, you just you're a Christian. You go to church on Easter and, and Christmas. And it's like that's, what you do. It's what you do, right? And I didn't know there was a difference between like a relationship versus just religion, right? I thought religion was just a boring thing. I didn't really understand that there was a relationship involved with this. And, and you know, when I gave my life, when I realized that at the age of 17, I, I was on fire. I was, I was crushing it. Like life was amazing. But when I started to make a decent amount of money and I found myself just chasing after the next, the thrill of the hunt, like that's what always got me going was like that dopamine release of like, what's next, what's next, what's next. And I, I had built a lot of companies and it made a lot of money doing it, but I was still had that feeling of unfulfillment, right? If anybody's listening to this and you feel like you, you're chasing, constantly chasing after that next shiny object, and, and there's just that feeling of unfulfillment or that there's that burning desire for more. You just, you know that there's something else out there. I'm telling you, it, it, how you can find that is aligning yourself with the right people, right? And in, in, in our alignment, we talk about this a lot, is in our alignment comes our assignment. And I knew that I wanted to be friends with Steve because I saw the fruit in his life. So I DM'd him and and he was taking on coaching clients at the time. So I, I sewed into him. I was paying him three grand a month 
to hop on the phone with me once. Show a, me that. Show what, me that money now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was willing to do it because I, right. I, I, I wanted to put myself in a position, and I know the power, the law of sowing and reaping. Like that's it's a biblical principle. And and it's powerful. And if I could sew into him, and and I, you know, we could just hop on the phone and talk for an hour just about life. That birthed a phenomenal relationship. Which by you know, I, I saw Steve in Poland. We were starting our relationship at that point, and then through the the. Uh, online or the the Zoom calls you were doing, you were hopping on with Ace doing these you know workouts and these devotionals, and I saw all this happening. And then you did the group coaching program, and then when it, I believe it was like in August of this last year when you first came on, uh, we we were hopping on a coaching call, and before you could even finish the sentence of like, I think you you said you know would you consider maybe just pray about joining me in. And I was like, I'm in. Like, I don't need to pray about it. I've already been praying about it. Like, let's do this, baby. Oh, and that was the birth of you know our relationship with, with what we now know as the King's Council. But initially, just so everybody understands, like we, we were like, yeah, let's start this in January because of you know, COVID and we can't really get together live events. And so that was the plan. This was like end of August when we were having these original discussions. And then a week or so passed and I just wasn't I wasn't feeling great about waiting because I've never been, you know, like uh, we jump out the airplane, we build the parachute on the way down. That's just kind of what what I've always done. And and I, my firm belief or philosophy is like with action comes clarity. And and it was crazy. I woke up in the middle of the night. I had a dream about it. I was like, we can't wait until January. We got it. There's people right now that 2020 has kicked them in the gut kick them in the teeth, whatever it is, and they need us. They need this thing right now. And Steve and I went to hop on the, the a phone call the very next day. And like one of the first things that he said is like, bro, I don't know if we should wait till January. And I was like, yes, alignment, like right there. I knew it. And that's when we, we fast-tracked the full court press, right? Our, our very first online challenge, which was amazing. We called it the full court press 249, which was... I mean, in all honesty, it was because it was the only URL that we could find available. <laughs> but 249 came from, right? 249 came from Luke 249. And it's when Joseph and Mary had left Jesus and uh, they were heading back. And Jesus ended up staying back and, and they were looking for him. He, he went missing, essentially. And it turns out he was in the temple. And when Mary actually found him, Jesus is the first words actually recorded in the Bible that Jesus spoke aloud was was Luke 249, which is, he literally said, woman, I'm about my father's business. Like, you know, I've got to be about my father's business. And that's what we are about. That's what Steve and I, ha ha our passion is about our father's business right here, right now. So that that was like the birthing pains, we'll call it. We've, we've learned a lot through, through the last few months, but, you know, it's been like four months now. We did the full court press going the end of 2020 because it, you know, when you're down by 20 points, going into the fourth quarter of the year, we go into a full court press. And that's what we did. And I've built some amazing relationships. We ended up doing, what, three live events in person, in California, in COVID. Everything was locked down. Everything was shut down. The belly of the beast. And uh, we knew that, that it would be powerful. Yes, there were obstacles. There were challenges that we had to overcome, but it wasn't anything that we couldn't figure out. 
right? And, and and we knew that the power of getting together, so many people have been isolated for so long over the last year. It's like we needed to just to get together and and surround ourselves with with tribe, with like-minded people. And that's was has is what has birthed into what's known now as the King's Council. Steve, you can pipe in on this, but this is about tribe. It was originally brotherhood, but we've got sisters in here now. It's sisterhood. This is family, and we are on mission to to take territory. We are we're, we're not a, we're not about just letting life come at us and and being reactive. We are about being you know operating with intention in everything that we do. And when I say take territory, that's what we're doing. Like there's a lot of crap going on in the world today. And so many Christians, whether you're a Christian or not, so many people are just letting people life, let life just happen to them and are, are quite honestly, have just become victims it, with that victim mentality. And we know that we are called to excellence in all areas of our life, but that we are God's chosen people. We are warriors for Christ. And there's no reason that we can't take territory be the best versions of ourselves for our, our our spouses, our, our you know significant others, our children, and and there's no reason. Everybody wants to leave a legacy. Everybody wants to do that. Like that's a, just a everybody wants to be a part of something bigger than, than themselves and leave that legacy. But so much more than that, we are about living that legacy right here, right now, so we can leave that legacy for the next generation. Yeah, man. I mean, you said it, Riley. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in here and you were like, you know, we've got sisters and brothers in here and like, here's the deal. This is, this was created for people that legacy is important. Like at the end of the day, period. Like what, if, if somebody asked me, what does the King's Council do? We discover, we develop, and we deploy the gifts that God placed inside of you. And one of the ways we do that is by coming together twice a week, because here's the deal. I know from my own, from my own account is like, I take my kids to church and I take my wife to church. I'm at church and I'm being fed by the pastor, but there's there's something different when my wife is not with me and can, I can have conversations about things that not I'm not that I'm trying to keep from her, but problems that don't belong to her. Like where do men go and where do women go that are also leaders? To have those conversations because the air is really thin for leadership. Like, where do people that are at the top of their totem pole, where do they go to talk about their problems? And here's the deal, men and women, most of us feel like we're on our own totem pole at the top of it. And guess what? You are because you are the CEO of your life. But there's a scripture that I want to share that really spoke to me last year, and it still speaks to me this year, but last year so much because 2020 wasn't what anybody wanted it to be in any era of their life. I mean, yes, maybe some of us financially may have taken advantage of, of last year, but your life doesn't look exactly like what you want your life to look like, and that's a guarantee. The scripture, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so I talk about church to talk about King's Council. We are the extension of the church. We meet on Monday and we meet on Thursday. And those are the spaces on Monday we receive instruction. And it's kind of like that diagram I was talking to you guys about earlier of information, maturation, and transformation. On Monday, this is built to teach and empower you on Monday. And then when you come back on Thursday, 
that's when we talk about the maturation of the information that you just learned. And we always give what we like to call championship reps. It's an opportunity for you to take what you learned and to apply it because instruction without application is just a waste. You'll go, you'll, you'll, you'll live your life learning a lot and going, going to your deathbed with all of the books, all of the podcasts, all of the cures, all of the products, all of the services still inside of you because you did not align yourself with somebody that would help you discover and develop that gift that's inside of you. Because guess what? The gifts that we have inside of us, the thing, the God calling that we have on, on us is scary. It's supposed to be because that's the way that God designed this game. He needs us to need him and need each other. If this was just a solo game, then then why would God make it feel so good when we come together? Is, is he making us feel so good when he come together to distract us from doing our calling? No. The reason you feel so good when you're with people that care about you and you care about them is because they're pushing you forward. So this King's Council is a tribe, a family of choice. There's a family of origin that you were born into. Your daddy was assigned to you. Your mommy was assigned to you. This family of choice it is a choice to be in it. It costs money to be in it. It costs time to be in it. It requires, but the ROI on that, that's why people stay. It's not easy to trust somebody with money to teach you things and expect of you and to support you and to encourage you and to challenge you. But that's where we get results. When I was in the National Football League, I had 14 coaches. I had an offensive line coach, a defensive line coach, a wide receivers coach, a safeties coach, a head coach, an assistant coach, an offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator, a special teams coordinator. And that's just the coaches. That's not the, the, the assistants. That's not the guys that are holding the camera and filming me when I'm punting a ball. Those aren't the guys that are wrapping people's ankles before the hand. How do you win a championship? How do you do something that gets immortalized in history forever? You have to do it together, guys. And that's what this thing is. I mean, this is the way that God created us to live. Everything that we teach, everything that we preach is biblical, but it works. So why would we change it? Riley, I'll let you take it for a minute. Yeah, brother, you hit it on the head there. Everything that we teach is biblical. You and I both have, have tried to go through this life on our own, right? Grasping like what's next, what's next, what's next. And we've moved from that transition of trying to go through life to training going through life right now, right? We, if, in 1 Timothy 4, 7, it, it talks, you know, Paul is speaking into Timothy and he says, you know, we need to train ourselves into godliness. It's not about trying or, you know, hoping or wishing or wanting to be better or do better or, or just become better versions of ourselves. No, no, no. We, you, you mentioned it, civilizing your mind, making savage your body, awakening your spirit. Those are those are, when we're talking about doing reps, that's going into training to become better. It's, we, we, we operate, we've come from an operation of, of trying to become better to training to become better. And everybody that's involved with King's Council shows up to these calls on Mondays and Thursdays and into all of our live events that, that we have planned out every single month. In some fashion, we have live events planned out. And that's what we're doing is we are in training, becoming better and better versions of ourselves, not just for ourselves, but for our families and our children's and our children's children and the legacy that we're not only living, but we're going to be leaving as well.
That's good, Riley. And, and the one question I have to, to the men and women listening to this podcast right now, they're listening to this flagship episode that wanted to learn what the King's Council is. And the only question I have for you, real simple, is if in the in the next year, if I could guarantee you that you would have 12 winning habits installed into the DNA of who you are, would that be a win? Meaning like cigarettes. If I want to quit that could be just one of them. If you want to learn to start to read the Bible because it's really difficult for you, and maybe you're like me and you have extreme ADHD, and maybe you're like me and, and maybe you might actually be in the middle of an addiction right now. You might be struggling with porn right now. You might be struggling with Percocets right now. You might have to have a drink every single time that you come home because the pressure of your marriage or the pressure of your business or the pressure of just what's going on in life is too much right now. That's okay. Here's the deal, dude. I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to throw you a life raft because guess what? Nearly every single person inside of the King's Council brought the same type of baggage inside of it. But we serve an undefeated God, and that's great. And we can go to God in prayer and prayer and petition. But you want to know where the biggest breakthrough is? Because we all know how to go to, to God in prayer and petition. It's when you go to God in prayer and petition and you follow that up with preparation. Like pray and, and, and petition that God, please take this addiction away from me. But then when you get done praying, do what you're capable of doing. And that's where the King's Council intercedes on behalf of the church. We are an extended arm of the church. When we learn what we learn at the church, we learn a little bit more on Monday and then get supported through practicing that. Month over month, there is a theme to every single month of the King's Council. The month that we're in right now is <clears throat> radical commitment. And what does radical commitment look like? And week over week, we teach and we instruct and then we apply. And week over week, we do that three times. And then on the fourth week, we come back together and we have a review of everything that we learn because I am a firm believer in not learning too much. Hear me when I say this, everybody that's listening, I am a firm believer in not teaching too much because if you, if you learn and you don't apply, you will not grow. And that's one of the reasons that we only have three messages, three teachings, three applications per month. And we have one week that is completely dedicated to your questions. And so your voice will be heard in the King's Council. We make space. It's not just like an Instagram live where you're looking at us teaching and preaching at you. No, no, no. We make space for your voice to be heard, for you to ask questions. We create hot seat situations, not just for your life, but also for your business. Riley, is there anything else that you would like to add on to? Yeah. The structure. When we talk about structure and order, we want to help you have more structure and order in your life because what comes after structure and order? Godliness. You know, what is godliness? Godliness is peace. We all want more peace in our life. So what's the first step? Let's get some structure. Let's get some order. Godliness is coming next. What comes after godliness? Straight peace, homie. And we're all looking for peace. I'm looking for peace in my marriage. I'm looking for peace in my spiritual walk, my mental walk, my emotional walk, my financial walk. All I want peace, cuz. So what do I need to do? I need to put structure in order to those areas, those five power pillars. And Riley will tell you a little bit more about how we do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think you'd, you'd hit it on the head there with, you know, we, we come together with teaching and then there's structure, there's application is, is a big part, getting the reps in here because, you know, so many people just sit back and, and you know, hear the word, but we we are doers of the word. And that's what we not only teach, but we expect and and we we guide and we help and we assist and it's not just Steve and I or or Scott and Connor Tevin Christian you know some of the leaders 
uh, on the, the leadership team here, but it is the community. I think that is the most important component to the King's Council. So many relationships, so many you know businesses that are being birthed out of this. So much is coming out of this. You know, just within the community, it, it, you know, the 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 applications and the channels that we have to communicate on, and then when we come together in person collectively, like we, you had mentioned, the CEO of your life. We host these events every single month, either live in person, and then we're sprinkling in some online challenges as well for those that still don't want to travel or can't travel. But you know, the end of this month, we're live in person in Tampa, and then we've got multiple other cities. We got San Diego, we got Texas, we got Jersey, we got Chicago, we got Minneapolis, so many other cities and states that are on the list in which we're getting together live in person teaching these are those are like two day events where we teach the five power pillars of and how to operate in excellence in each one of those areas our mental emotional physical spiritual and yes financial right we this isn't like we we aren't the the woe is me type of christian here these the, the khaki wearing christian right we we know that god has given us all of us different abilities blessings strengths giftings and we want to help, as, as Steve mentioned earlier, discover, develop, and then deploy those giftings within you. And so many people don't even know what that even means. They may, they may still be, some of you may still just be struggling, like, I don't know what my gift is. And that is okay. And that's, that's the point. That's one of the core points of this group is let's figure that out together. Let's discover it, develop it, deploy it together so you can step into that God-given calling, right? And for some of it, why? You know, I, I think I think so many Christians think it's more virtuous to be that that woe is me or that poor poor is me mentality or like I can't have too much money because that's not Christian, right? And I'm telling you that is a lie from the devil, right? We are called to excellence, and there's a reason why there's over two thousand references of wealth and money and abundance in the Bible, right? Because money's not everything unless you don't have enough of it. And then it quickly becomes everything, right? And we, we hear in the Bible, like the love of money is the root of all evil. Yes, the love of money is the, the, the root of all kinds of evil, right? But what we do with that money, I, I realized in my life, money is, was simply a magnifier of who I already was. And when I started to make a lot of it, I, I had a realization, that aha moment that I wasn't a very good dude when I started to make some, some coin. And, and thank God, he has still blessed me with the ability to make money, but now, now we're able to do some amazing things for the kingdom here and, and being able to bring back that, that, that ability within the Christian community, the Christian economy, I want to call it. Like, let's, let's build up the Christian economy here and build up the next generation to, of millionaires and billionaires to really, truly take territory here for the kingdom. So that's that's my role in, in, in Steve and I's alignment here. You know, the five pillars, mental, emotional, physical, obviously the vanilla gorilla is going to be amazing at, at, <laughs> at teaching you how to physically get your body right, make savage that body. But let's, let's you know, in our alignment here, it is coming together and we want to operate in, in excellence in every single one of those areas. And, and we know within the, the tribe of the King's Council, there are so many giftings and so many amazing dudes and, and women in here that are speaking life 
into each other. And, and that's, that's just where we, the point of this podcast is to, yes, you know, spread the message of, of the vision of what we've got going on here for the King's Council. But for those that want to take it to the next level and, and, and join and be a part of something, a movement here, we invite you to, to join, to, to inquire at, at kingscouncilcoaching.com. And, and you, can, you can apply uh, and learn more about what it means to be a part of the King's Council. If you have any questions of what it actually is, Connor or Tevin or Christian or somebody on the team here is happy to get on the phone with you and just rap and just tell you what it's all about and see what it is that you're looking to get. And, and you know, if, if it would be a good fit for you to join the tribe and the movement that, we're, that we have here within the King's Council tribe. Mm, that's good, man. And and the last that last thing I wanted to add was a verse from Luke sixteen ten. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with very much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will be, be dishonest with very much. That's a challenge to everybody that's hearing our voice right now. Like you're here for a reason. There's a reason that you listen to this entire podcast up until this point. There's a reason that you're wondering where your next level is and and what this voice, what this this scripture means to me is your next level is right is right ahead of you as soon as you can steward what you have better. And that has been like a major struggle for me is stewarding what I have. I'm always like, my focus is always more like bigger muscles, more money, bigger company, better marriage, bigger house. But God, God cautioned me three years ago. And that was like my rock bottom moment. Nobody knew it was a rock bottom moment for me. But it was a moment where I felt like my entire life was just complete overwhelm. Like, yeah, I was like successful, quote unquote, but there was just supreme overwhelm and, and, and lack of communication with, with my wife and lack of connection with my kids. And, and like the vision wasn't clear in my business and I wasn't managing my employees well. And like I was in, I was in good but not great shape. Like there were so many areas of my life were just okay. And so that's what I'm challenging everybody that's hearing my voice right now. Stop accepting okay. Like, think about it. When you're hearing my voice right now, I really just want you to think about this. We have one life to live, like one time to go around on this thing, one time. And when you die, you and I are going to stand before our God and he's going to say, Steve, with all these gifts that I gave you, what did you do with them? How did you impact other people? How did you bless other people? How did you exponentially grow these gifts for the kingdom? And I want to have a really good answer for him. And I want you to have a really good answer for him. And then he's going to ask you another question. He's going to say, hey, because of the life that I gave you, how many people, how proud of you were you of me to share my life and then get, get other people to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior to rule and reign in sight of them? Like, how do you want to answer? I'm not saying that you have to go out and be Billy Graham. But how is your life, how is the 86,400 seconds that God gives you every single day, how are you building kingdom with it? And if you don't have a really good answer for that, I don't want you to feel bad. I want you to feel encouraged because we're offering you an opportunity to sit down with us and to look at your whole life, not just your business or your physical. I don't want to send you a nutrition plan. If you want that, go to weatherford5.com. I don't want to give you supplements. We got that there too. I want to offer you an opportunity to get a blueprint for freaking purpose, man. Like, what do you want out of life? Let's get clear on that. And then how are you spending your time right now? Because we want you to get such a sense of urgency that you don't, you don't even have to stretch when the alarm clock goes off. 
you're beating the alarm clock out of bed because you want it so much. Your vision is pulling you there. But until you can align with people that allow you to see a vision that is bigger than what you see right now, then, then what's getting out of bed? Like, what's the big deal? I don't care. You know what I mean? But until you get around other people that have that same sense of urgency and have a clear vision for their life and are willing to help you get a clear vision of yours and then to run the race alongside of you, to be with you at minimum two hours a week. And that's not even counting the one-on-one accountability coaching calls that you're going to have with like Pastor Keith Connor. I mean, listen, dude, we got support out the Yahoo, man. If you're looking to be challenged, we got it. If you're looking for a blueprint, we got it. If you're looking for a plan, we got it. You're looking for support, we got it. You're looking for accountability, we got it. You're looking for expertise and anointing, we got it. And that's not being cocky, man. Because if I don't state what I know, what God has placed inside of me, how am I going to influence anybody else if I can't say what God already spoken to me? Steve, you're supposed to be doing this. So this is my anointing right now. This King's Council is getting all of my time. My supplement company is, is a thing of the past to me. So if you support me, I appreciate you. But this is where I'm going, man. This is where I'm headed. This is my kingdom assignment. And if you want your kingdom assignment, go to kingscouncil.com. Or what is it? King's Council Get some Coaching. freaking information. And listen, this should be a scary decision for you. Because... When you put a little bit of money in, guess what? You're going to show up for those phone calls. And if you show up for those phone calls, I guarantee you we're going to show up for you. Absolutely. Kingscouncilcoaching.com. It's council, C-O-U-N-C-I-L. We'll put that link in the show notes, of course. And again, any questions, do not hesitate to reach on out. Steve, I love your fire, brother. I love your passion. I couldn't be more proud and excited to continue to take territory here with you, with the King's Council and the rest of our tribe. I love you, brother. You're the best part of me, Riley. Love you. (laughs) We'll see you guys soon, man. I'm excited to share the rest of the testimonials of all the guys that are on our team and all all the guys that have come in literally feeling exactly like you're probably feeling right now. You're probably thinking to yourself, man, I wonder how much this costs and I wonder what this, this, that, and the other. And there's probably some objections. Well, guess what? We're going to release some podcasts after this one. It's going to overcome some of your objections and allow you to make a decision that's going to change the rest of your tomorrows in the name of Jesus. I love you, man. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the King's Council podcast. For more information on the King's Council and becoming the CEO of your own life, visit kingscouncilcoaching.com today. You can also follow us on Instagram at King's Council Coaching. We'll see you next time.